Peace, everyone. It's your boy, Eru, host of the Dynast Podcast, back again with a new podcast. This time I appeared on the State of the New York Knicks podcast the other day, and um, this is my re-recording of it. So, my man, Slizzy, we talked about current Knicks events, and especially that um, the new guy, Brock Alier, whatever his name is, Scott Perry, a bunch of other Knicks-related stuff, you know, all current events. That's how we do. So, this is like the fourth time me and Sliz hooked up, no rainbow, and um, it's been a good one, you know. We're going to keep these things pumping out, man. Dianics Podcast, State of the New York Knicks Podcast with Slizzy. Let's just do it. Watching the Jordan documentary, I guess we could start off the, you know, the pod with that. Yeah. Um, watching it as a Knicks fan, and I'm watching the way Jordan treats his teammates. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I'm just envisioning R.J. Barrett. And Kevin Knox, I know Kevin Knox put out a tweet um, yesterday talking about the documentary, how MJ was so focused. And I just hope all these kids is watching what Jordan was doing at practice because there's no way you could get better without wanting everybody around you to be to be better. So that's what I got from it. You know, basically, I'm, I just want the kids to – understand what a leader is and you know you don't have to necessarily like your teammates but you know the one common goal is to win the championship well that 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 was my take from it and and, and plus jordan was terrorizing patrick ewan since college (laughs) that's about it yeah man well that's that's the thing with jordan you know it's just like the kids they they know like the the history the the lore you know what i'm saying he's like he was the original kobe bryant that's that's the way they've been thinking about it and then, you know, like we got LeBron now, so it's hard for them to really visualize how great he was. So, I mean, at this point in time and the, uh, the way things are going on in the world now, especially the way the, way the kids think, just um, just um, documentary is just, just perfect. You know, and just, just um, it's going talking about how Jordan treats his teammates and stuff. You know, like um, Steve <laughs> Kerr stepped up. You know, Steve Kerr got punched in the eye. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Scottie Pippen and all, all these different guys got getting emasculated every single day in practice and stuff like that. It doesn't have to be that way. You know, I, I don't want to keep jumping around because I, I was going to mention Chris Paul because that's what people want Chris Paul to do, you know, oh. for the next year if we were to get him. But, I mean, you know, it, it's, it was it was a different era. These kids, are, I just I just don't know if, they, if they're ready for something like that. But it's great to see the example, though, you know. Man, these kids are soft, man. They just want to take Instagram pictures. They, they, a lot of them don't really care about the game, man. Let's, let's be honest, man. Yeah, they care about the brand. They want to play Fortnite. You know what I'm saying? They want to slide in in chicks' DMs on Instagram. <laughs> it's a different era right now. Yeah, I, I watching the documentary. What it's really doing to me right now is I'm kind of sour on every NBA shooting guard right now. Like I, I like I really don't like no shoot. The cl- the best shooting guard right now in my mind after watching this documentary gotta be clay thompson to me and yeah. i know it's people you you probably say is better i know it's people that's probably more talented like james harden but james harden don't play no goddamn defense and when the money is on the line in the playoffs he's not clay thompson clay thompson is known as mr game six and i see other dudes bro like booker bill Donovan Mitchell. I don't like none of those dudes, man. Yeah. It reminds me of the 80s with the World Be Freeze and stuff like that. Donovan Mitchell reminds me a lot of um of World Be Free. 
you know, these like second tier shooting guard type guys, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, I, I think the league's in the transition. Somebody's coming up, man. You know, LeBron's getting old. You know, Jordan had, had um, you know, Magic. He had, he had Larry Bird. He had to get through Isaiah Thomas, all these great players. And then he came along. And then now, you know, we went through the whole Kobe and, and LeBron thing. So there has to be another somebody else. People want to want to anoint you know, like KD and stuff like that. KD is kind of like borderline, you know? He's not really like that, that um, you know, KD. Like, like a like a LeBron or whatever. But, I mean, the next young guy is coming, man. So, I mean, I, I just hope the Knicks can, can get him. I hope the Knicks can get him, you know? Oh, my God. Oh, man. Yo. And, and what's crazy is that goes right into the um, next segment about this draft pick. And it, it goes into two things, right? It goes into who the Knicks draft because you see reports about LaMelo Ball. And I was listening to another pod today where LeVar Ball was was featured on the podcast. And I'm, I'm going to look for the podcast too while I'm talking to you, but um, you know, getting Chris Paul, it means that you get it, you, you're basically saying your starting point guard for the next two years is Chris Paul. Okay, understandable. I listened to LeVar Ball today and I'm going to throw a couple things at you, bro. LeVar Ball said that he went to Alvin Gentry. (laughs) Like, face-to-face and told Alvin Gentry, and it was on the low, low, uh, it's on Complex Load Management Podcast, by the way. By the way. Okay. Um, This man went to Alvin Gentry and said to him, Lonzo Ball is not a role player. Start my son. Now it comes right back to this this conundrum I got, bro. If we draft Lamelo Ball, Lavar Ball is not signing off on no Chris Paul trade. No way, no how. Am I bugging or? I, 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 no, you're not bugging, man. Him, Lamar, um, what's on Lamelo Ball? If he gets, if he comes to the Knicks, that's um Lavar's come up because when he's with LA. You know, he was on WWE, he was on this, he was on that. You know, he comes to New York. New York is like, you know, everybody, you know, L.A. is nice, the weather is nice and stuff like that, but it's more laid back. There's a lot of different things going on you can get yourself into. But New York, everybody's on top of each other. Everybody's connected. You know what I'm saying? So if LeVar, if LeVar Ball gets to, gets to run loose in New York City, it's, it's going to be like the worst thing that, that we've ever seen. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm embarrassed. <laughs> Just thinking about it, you know. <laughs> he gonna be on Good Morning America. <laughs> oh my God, he's gonna be on Good Morning. Michael Strahan and all that. I, I I can see it. It's gonna be embarrassing. <laughs> I mean, but you know, yeah. I I want Lavar Ball here. I want him. I want him. because he said a couple other things, bro. Too. So once we're done recording, I definitely want you to go listen to that podcast. I should have told you to listen to it earlier before we even got on, but the hell with it he bigged up rj barrett and he said rj barrett was the leader of duke like he was the best player on duke last season so i'm tying in i'm tying everything what lavar ball saying and i'm like hmm okay he's saying good things about rj barrett he's saying he wants his son on the knicks 
Do you think he's already had talks with Leon Rose already? Because you see the reports from Ian Bagley talking about, you know, the Knicks possibly might trade up. I see reports about the Knicks trading up for LaMelo Ball. What is the percentage you think the Knicks will trade up? I think it's very high, man. If you look at these um, different teams that's in front of us, I don't, I don't have the on the list up right now, but a lot of the guys that, that are up, they don't really need a point guard, you know? They already have – a lot of people in, the, in this league already have good point guards. They got Atlanta, all these different guys. So it, it's – it's um, um what's the name? LaMelo might actually slide down to us. But, I mean, trading up, we, we throw that 25th pick in there, maybe even throw like a, a Kevin Knox into the mix just to make it good or whatever. Uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. Well, you know, uh-uh. we, we, we got to throw somebody in there if, you, if you're going to entice I'm not trading Knox, bro. I'm, I'm You're not trading Knox? Nah, nah, I'm not trading Knox, bro. I'm not trading Knox, bro. I, yeah, but, I mean, Jordan Jordan would have ate him, ate him alive. Yo, <laughs> Jordan would have ate him alive, bro. He would have yeah. said, hey, Knox, you, come here. <laughs> he would have headbutt him. Pow! <laughs> Hold that one, you know? He would have Knox in practice. Man, you're too damn tall to be laying it up that soft, man. <laughs> Oh God, yo! Imagine Jordan with these kids. Oh my goodness. Yeah, but you know, for all you know, for argument's sake, whatever you know, we, we would have to put some kind of package to to move up to um to whatever spot. So yeah, I mean, I, I guess but... happening. there's no there's nobody else really that that we could really that we really need. You know, I I'm, I've been watching highlight. I've been watching. I've been going crazy. You know, it's, it's the quarantine, so I've been going crazy watching highlights of different guys, scouting dudes or whatever. Mm-hmm. So Cole Anthony, Cole Anthony, I was I was sold on him. But now looking at him, I, I I see him as being like, you know, I don't want to I don't want to jinx him, and I don't I don't want to throw myself myself under the bus if he blows up. But he kind of reminds me of his of his um of his dad of his dad a little bit, maybe a little bit better than his dad. You know what I'm saying? So I don't I don't think he w- he's gonna come in and jump in right away to to be like that guy. And Killian Hayes, you know, he's um you know, yeah, I'm like I don't know the other guy um what's the what's the other kid um Tyrese whatever his name is. Eh, you know what I'm saying? So I, I feel like if you're gonna go for a point guard, it has to be Lamelo. So I mean, it's it's gonna be something, man. Because I mean, yeah. No, no. I was just gonna say real quick, Leon Rose is not coming in here his first year. He's not. He's not gonna not make a splash. I know that for sure. Either he hey, make a trade during the draft, he's gonna move up, or he's gonna make a. He's gonna trade for somebody, or he's gonna trade up. So, for a guy like me who's all in on the rebuild, I'm just praying that the NBA guys just bless us with the second pick of the NBA draft. I don't even want number one because I kind of don't want Anthony Edwards. But if we do get Anthony Edwards, then we kind of got to trade for Chris Paul. And I kind of don't want Chris Paul because he's 44 million. Oof. Jeez. That's a lot of bread, man. That's the that's the one thing that keeps um coming back at me. I mean, you know, Chris Paul. If if anybody says no, I don't want Chris Paul just off his talent alone, that like, you're an idiot. But I mean, what what the the um the line in the sand is the forty million because you you don't just you don't just you know take forty million like oh right, he makes forty million what's the big deal? It's a salary cap, yo. And then now with, with the with the quarantine and stuff like that, they're talking about actually reducing the salary cap. So if you're gonna if you're gonna take on a forty million dollar player. Now you're gonna reduce the salary cap on top of that. So how do we get better? You know, so I mean, like, like, like you said, if we, if we, let's say, if we get the number one pick and we draft Anthony Edwards, and uh, let's, here's another guy to throw in there, um, Tom Thibodeau. If we get like Tom Thibodeau, then you kind of need to get Chris Paul because 
you know, that th- kind of goes hand in hand. You know, th- um, Thibodeau, he's like an old school kind of guy, and he's going to want to implement his system and stuff like that. And you got to have somebody with balls, you know, to 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 be able to put it down on the court. So that's that's that's. I mean, it's a lot of stuff, man, to think about. It's just it's just you know what's crazy. Little... Tib Tibbs is a madman. I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna think like Tibbs real quick. If you put Tibbs to this team, kind of sound like Tibbs too. I didn't mean to cut you off. Because <laughs> <laughs> I know T- Tibbs is gonna like Knox. Because you're gonna look at Knox like, okay, I see. I could mold him a little bit. He he's younger than Luol Deng, but I could mold him. Yo, that's a good comparison. Not not for nothing, bro. This quarantine got me in my house, man. I've been, <laughs> been watching. <laughs> I've been watching all types of highlights, bro. But you know, you no know, Tibbs. I don't think Tibbs would. I'm, I'm put it like this. I think Tibbs would draft Anthony Edwards over Lamelo. In the event that the Knicks got the number one pick, and Tibbs would play, he would, yo, I swear to God, he would play Anthony Edwards at point guard. But like, for, for some reason, like, I think Tibbs would be crazy enough to do that nonsense, and it will work. But I think Tibbs has shipped Julius Randle ass out first. <laughs> he gonna ship him out real quick because that, uh uh-uh. uh. Um, damn, I, a lot of people, I've been listening to a lot of stuff too. A lot of people were talking about Jerry Stackhouse. Yeah, I heard about that too, Jerry Stackhouse. Um, I don't really know, know too much about him as far as like a coach and stuff like that. Well, Jerry Stackhouse did lead the Toronto Raptors G League team to a championship. Yeah, that that's true. But I mean, you know. I don't know, Mike. Mike Miller did he? He did pretty good too. He didn't even win, you know, lead anybody to a championship, but he did. He did good, you know, over there too. So, yeah, I, I really don't know how to how to gauge all that stuff, you know. Because I mean, it's, it's a different era, you know. Back back in the days, Phil Jackson, he was, you know, back to the last dance. He was down in Puerto Rico, you know, the guys with you know, that that whole um culture down there, you know, it's, it was it was just so different then. So I mean, like, I, I just don't know how how the G League, you know, what you know, what translates to that. I, I just don't know, man. It's I've been I've been falling down that rabbit hole, man. Like 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 we keep saying with the quarantine stuff, man. Just thinking about different stuff. I just don't know. I just really don't know about my stackhouse too much. Mm. And then they say Jeff Van Gundy, and Jeff Van Gundy has said. I read an article today. It said that he basically has gotten offers from teams, but he's declined those offers because he's waiting for the right team for at the right moment. AKA either I'm gonna be the Knicks head coach or I'm not gonna be nobody else's head coach. <laughs> yeah, I picked that too. <laughs> and yeah, he was actually on a podcast. They they interviewed him or whatever. That's that's what he was saying. And I'm not a fan of him, man. He he gave up on the Knicks one time, man. So I left this in the back of my head. <laughs> I, know, I know we had we had a good um run with him, but right out, you know, I forgot I forgot what year it was, but it, it was like right when the Knicks were just about to start losing. That's when he quit on the team, you know. So I, I never forget that, man. You know what I'm saying? So I kind of don't, I kind of don't want to bring him back, no matter how, no matter what happens. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, yeah. A lot of people have said that. A lot of people saying um, he's been away from the game too long. But I know that he coaches Team USA, like the 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 B or C squad every yeah. year. So I know he's still in coaching right now, and he's also in the booth. 
You got the Mark Jackson group. I don't want no parts of Mark Jackson. Yeah, I mean Mark Jackson. That would be another circus. It, it, it's, oh my god! If he if he was if he was to get Mark Jackson and then have Levar Ball come through, oh my god! <laughs> like just you know, just assassinate every Knicks fan out there. You know, it's like just blow the just blow the building up, man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that first press conference, and they get and, and imagine they get Carmelo Anthony back. Oh my god. Oh my god. It'll be Zunio it'll be Zoo no Zoo York Knicks for real, you know? Oh god. With Lamelo mm-hmm. Ball. Oh my goodness. You know Laval Ball gonna say the most outlandish nonsense. Oh my goodness. He going Knicks going to the playoffs. <laughs> I already can hear him now. <laughs> Get my son to look at it here. <laughs> you know, sign it up. Put his name on it already, you know? Like, oh. Uh, he, he legit said, let LaMelo let play 35, 40 minutes a game and let him run the show and your team is going to get fall. That, that is right down Thibodeau's M.O. <laughs> oh, man. Um, Brock, Brock Aller. Brock Aller, a former Cleveland's executive will be a high-ranking basketball official and chief strategist, chief strategist for the Knicks, for Knicks president, Leon Rose. Um, mm-hmm. AKA our capologist. He, he's a part of player scouting. Mm. A lot of people told Brock Aller not to come to the Knicks. A lot of people gave him mixed reviews, told him the Knicks was a dumpster fire. Told him that it would be a historical thing to do if he turned the Knicks around. You know, the Knicks rosters in flux, blah, 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 blah. Um, but Brock Aller said, you know, but that's the Knicks. And I respect the guy who wants to, you know, try and turn this losing franchise around who's been losing for the past 20 years, <clears throat> Kevin Durant. Um <laughs> You know, I, I'm I'm kind of glad he, he he came here, and then this ties into the Chris Paul thing. This man just got this job, and he's a capologist. Why the hell would he trade for a man that makes forty four million? I don't know, but you know, if you look at Cleveland, they they just went and traded for Andre Drummond and all that too. You know, they got Kevin Love over there still. Um, so I mean, I don't know, man. But you know, Brock Brock Aller. Uh, dope name, by the way, you know. But <laughs> you know, I, I just, I just think that um, they they just want more guys in the in the um in the room, you know. That like they got rid of what's the what's the dude that um they used to coach uh he was coaching LeBron and they fired him for um for for the other guy, what's his name? He he was the one that was a coach overseas. I couldn't get his name for for nothing. Oh, Blatt. Yeah, Blatt. We got Blatt to be to be that basically to be the strategist, be like the the um advisor, somebody on in the background doing whatever. We got rid of him, and he basically is filling that spot. You know what I'm saying? So it's just a young voice or whatever, somebody that's that's in tune with some of the young guys out there. You know, he knows LeBron. He knows LeBron's camp, obviously. You know what I'm saying? So it's just another person to have in the room when when um, when um something's going on that he could raise his hand and be like, oh, I don't think that's a good idea, you know, that, that type of thing. So I, I think now, now thinking about it, I think I think it's a good idea, you know, just to, just to have that voice. <laughs> well... It's somebody I don't know, so that's the one thing that I'm happy about. 
anytime the Knicks hire somebody I don't know from a hole in the wall, I think that's something good for the franchise. I think that's something good for the fan base. Um, yeah. There's no baggage, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I'm, oof. Mark Jackson, oh, my God, with LeVar Ball. LeVar Ball, Lord help me. <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. Um, anything else? And I, I think we touched on most of the recent topics. Yeah, not really much going on now. You know, except just some of them starting the, the league. What do, you, what do you think about that, starting the league back up? Oh, how do you think they should do it? How do you think they should even go about that? I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not even – my mind doesn't even think sports is coming back for the rest of the year. Like, that's my mindset right now. Mm. Sorry to kill anybody hopes and dreams who's, who's listening to this right now, but I'm I'm past that point, bro. Um. I'm mentally defeated when it, as far as me watching sports for the rest of the year. I don't I don't think they should do it, especially football, because that's a dangerous contact sport. People are bleeding on each other's jerseys, you know. If they don't have a yeah. vaccine for the virus, then I don't see how you can have professional sports. You get what I'm saying? Like, I, 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 yeah, especially football because they're out in the elements, you know, stuff like that. So, and plus, it's gonna be cold too. You know, it's one thing in the summertime, but it, it's gonna be cold out there. So that that's when the viruses usually pop back up. And they they've been saying that it's supposed to do that. You know, naturally, you know, based on on the past and stuff like that, that 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 viruses usually pop back up. You know, as soon as flu season come back around, so it's gonna be it's gonna be bugged out. <laughs> but, but you know, as, as far as basketball, you know, they, they already opened up Florida and certain other, in Atlanta and stuff like that. So. I think that I think they they starting. I think they want to do it because it's it's most because of the money. Anything that they do is going to be always about the money. It's not about the fans or nothing like that. So, my my thing with sports, like when you go back to to like the Olympics and and Greece and Athens and stuff like that, guys, whatever, it it, it means nothing without the fans. You know, like uh, the, the famous gladiator yeah. thing. Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? You know what what is sports without the fans? You know, so you can't have a, a empty arena. With guys in there, you know, playing by themselves, because then what, what's the point? That's stupid. But the point, yeah, the point is though, is the money because these TV contracts, stuff like that, they're not going to get the money from these contracts if they're not playing on TV. So that's that's a big factor too. So it's, it's I just don't know what they're going to do, man. It's it's kind of bugged and out. The revenue from the fans, how you know the money that they get, ticket sales, yeah. um, concession stands, um, merchandise. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a lot of things. And plus, if Tibbs is the next head coach, I do not want to be hearing this man scream, Kev, get back. Mitch, shoot, <laughs> shoot. You're going to have to mute the TV, right? Because you're gonna be, we're going gonna, gonna to be able to hear him clear as day, so we're going to have to mute the TV. Play defense, switch. switch. He's going to be losing his goddamn Well, I, I'm not sure. I can't remember if I said it on, on a prior podcast, but like I was thinking of them doing like like you know like the NCAA tournament do a field of 64 to feel like the if they're gonna do it with the with the NBA do a field of 30, have every single team all the way down to the Knicks or whatever worst team in the NBA against whatever and just just have a like a one man or maybe even like a like a three you know three um you know best of three series. Ooh. Just fucking let it go like that. But you got, like I said, you, um, you you got to have a training camp though, because these guys are not, you know, we don't know what they've been, they've been up to. So two weeks training camp, and then just let them rock out in in a 30, 30 man tournament. You know, whoever whoever knocks it out, that that's that's it. You know. If the season comes back, 
who's the player you think would show the most growth? Oh, well, just from the Knicks? Yeah. It's that's RJ, man. I, I wouldn't be surprised if that dude got a got a jumper right now. <laughs> or maybe add a added some go-to moves to his handle or something like that. I, w- I wouldn't be surprised. I'm extremely interested in Mitchell Robinson. Because Yeah, me too. He's an enigma. Bruh, I'm sick of this man looking like a dark skinned Rudy Gobert out there on the court, man. I'm tired of him with these goddamn dribble handoffs, man. Yeah, man, freaking Tyson Chandler out there, you know. <laughs> but then, and then you see like a highlight with him going between the legs behind the back, spin moves, you know, yo, like what the hell? Yo, I, yeah, step back three pointers, like what is going on? That's that's on the coaching staff though. They gotta like yeah. give him green light to do that. Hopefully, Tibbs learned his goddamn lesson in Minnesota because he was trying to post up Carl Anthony Towns every goddamn play instead of letting that man yeah. play from the outside in. So, I mean, how does that sound rolling off your tongue, though? Because you said, yo, Tibbs, but, you, but you, you're saying it as if he's already the coach, man. So, I, I mean, how does that how does that roll off your tongue? You think, do you think we have, we got a shot on this guy or, or, or I, what, man? T- Tibbs been wanting this next job for years, bro. <laughs> Let, let's be Yeah, it's his dream job. Yeah, it's his dream job, man. And if, when I look at the landscape and I look at all the coaches that's available, right? And I'm looking at my Knicks team right now. I'm like, who's the one guy I will want with this young core to get this young core where they need to go? Because we don't have a Derrick Rose, a guy who, a generational talent, yes. But he was too, his body was too fast for his mind. Like, he, he was too fast. Like, I've never seen a point yeah. guard. Like, whatever Russell Westbrook is right now, or what you've seen for the past like four or five years was Derrick Rose at 21 years old, but just way faster than he was way like it, it didn't even compare. So I'm looking at all the coaches and I'm like, damn, who's the guy who's gonna coach RJ the hardest? But at the same time, I know he's gonna get the most out of Knox, Mitch. And a guy who's just gonna freaking love Frank Nelikina. Like I, I I need a coach who's gonna love Frank Nelikina. And I know Tibbs yeah. is gonna What? If you thought Tibbs loved Kirk Heinrich, oh my goodness. Wait <laughs> wait till, wait till he I know, wait till he get in the lab with Frank and those boys. What I am I'm, I'm being optimistic. You got a good point there. But you're talking a good game right now. I'm I'm, I'm kind of kind of feeling it now. <laughs> I'm being optimistic, man, because I know Tibbs. He run their players into the ground. Like the negatives, he ran players into the ground. I remember watching when Derrick Rose went to the ground when he tore his ACL and Chicago was up 27 points, or I think it was 20. It was 20 plus points. It was only two minutes left in the game against the Philadelphia 76ers. I was in my mother's house in the living room on the couch drinking the juice and I remember when he went up for that goddamn layup and he just went down and I just stood up off the couch and just stared at the TV and I couldn't believe it and that's on Tibbs he was playing too many goddamn yeah Yeah. and at that point yeah no business being out there no business he played Luol Dang too many minutes he played Taj Gibson too many minutes. He played Joaquin Noah too many minutes. 
He was playing Jimmy Butler too many minutes. He played Carl Anthony Towns too many minutes. He tore Zach Levine ACL. Like, it's so many negatives about this guy. His his defenses. Yeah, I forgot about Zach Levine. Yeah, yeah. And his defenses, none of his defenses was top 10 when he was in Minnesota. And he's a defensive-minded coach. So maybe he didn't have the personnel in Minnesota. That's why they drafted um, Case Giannis Diop. You know, the small forward, and they drafted Josh Okogie, whatever his name is. Um, the shooting yeah. guy, but they're both defensive type of guys. But you know, looking at the landscape, you gotta you gotta admit, like Tibbs is the best looking candidate. He's the best candidate. He is is nowhere, and he has a winning record. And I know he produced right. already, so I'm not worried about if he could coach or not. I'm worried about if he can adapt. That that that's all I care about. Yeah, and we we all know that he can handle the New York media anyway. So that that's that's a, that's a given too. They, so they're gonna love I'm him. with it, man. They're gonna love him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. What else? Um. I guess yeah. I guess we got into everything. Um. Yep. Any, <laughs> any final words for the people, my brother? Before we get out of here. Ah, oh, man. Like like I always say, man, we got to stick together, man. Knicks fans for life. Got my man Slizzy here for another another podcast. This is becoming a, um, a habit now, man, you know? Yeah, man. No. <laughs> got yeah. to stick together, man, with Nick Nation, man. You know, everybody is not reachable, but, you know, we got to speak to people when you can, you know? Yep, yeah. But... Salute to everybody. Salute the Knicks Nation. It's your boy Slizzy. I'm out of here with my guy, Daha Knicks Podcast. Peace. Hey guys, it's your boy Ero, the Any Star host of the Dynix Podcast. I would like to thank everybody for supporting the podcast. It's been a good ride, you know, been getting a lot of feedback still from people. You know, if you enjoy the podcast, please share the podcast, you know. There is a way to support monetarily. You can go on Anchor and you can actually give 10 5 or $1 a month, which is nice. Or you can go to my cash app, which I have links posted in my in my bios. But um, the most important thing is just the word of mouth. I want people to hear the podcast. I want to improve the podcast. I would like to get some more guests on the podcast. It's very important for me, for the Knicks community to stay together. So I want to hear from Knicks fans, and I would like to talk to Knicks fans, man. So if you're a fan of the diet of, of the Knicks and you are a diehard Knicks fan, you know, let's um let's keep an open dialogue between between me, you, the fans, and the organization, man. Yeah, we're a big family, and that's that's what I, I would like to preach on here. It's your boy Eru. Continue to support. Once again, Instagram, you can follow me, Diet Knicks Podcast, Twitter, Diet Knicks PC. I am also on YouTube and I'm also on Facebook. Just look for Diet Knicks Podcast. Keep supporting, you know, keep showing your boy love, and um, I'll keep um doing these things for as long as I can do it, man. This is an underground podcast, and underground to me means for the people, man. So thanks again for tuning in. You know, that's like a cliche. I want to say I love you, but I mean, I don't love you. <laughs> but I love the fact that you're rocking with me. So, you know, it, it is what it is, man. BK all day. Eru out. Four fingers to your dome. Tucking your thumbs. Salute. I'll see you guys in the next one. All right, peace.